change your perception of what you're looking at and everything changes. Hey, my name is Giorgio Janis and this is the How To Do Life podcast. If you've ever felt that no matter what you try, something is missing, then you're in the right place. My aim with this podcast is to begin filling in those blanks for you. So open your mind and get ready because I'm about to show you an entirely different way to look at your life. And once you've seen it, you can't unsee it. So let's get started. Hey, welcome to another episode of the podcast. Today I want to talk to you about boredom and why it's important. We live in a world where most people are avoiding boredom to the best of their ability. The moment they get bored, what's the first thing you do? Pull out your phone and you start scrolling mindlessly through a lot of stuff. And what most people don't realize is that you're actually avoiding something when you're doing that. And the more you do that, you develop the habit of trying to fill a void of time with keeping yourself interested. And usually it's keeping yourself interested in what other people are doing and what other people are creating as opposed to what you're creating. So let's dig a little deeper into this. Usually when I'm going to an appointment of some kind or a meeting and there's people waiting around, and you've probably seen this yourself, if you stop and look around, which is usually what I do because I'm a people watcher, it helps me do my research. But if you stop and look around, you will probably find most people have what's known as tech neck by a lot of chiropractors, which is they're doing this. The neck is like this and they're probably hunched over and they're staring down at a phone and their thumb or their fingers just flicking through. And they're going from one app to another, from one feed to another, and they're just scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Now, what's interesting to me is most people aren't necessarily doing something valuable on their phone in those moments. In fact, what they might be telling themselves is that they're trying to catch up on stuff. But the reality is, it's an avoidance of being alone with your thoughts. And most people are avoiding that because it's kind of boring. But we assume that boredom is a bad thing. What if boredom was actually really valuable and important and a gift in terms of helping you actually arrive where you're looking to go. So the thing is, when you're using technology, the tools that are around us, especially smartphones or iPads and tablets and so on, is it's an attempt to see, to try and find something interesting. You're looking for something interesting that's happening in somebody else's life, an interesting article, an interesting bit of information, something to keep you interested. Now, the whole marketing industry and the media industry is based on getting your attention and keeping you interested. So they're in the business of doing that and they are spending huge sums of money every year to keep that happening. It's not some kind of conspiracy, it's just their business model and it works. It's been working for a really long time. But if you're on the consumer end of the equation and they are on the creator end of the equation, here you are consuming everything that they have to give you, mostly because you're not creating. You're usually the consumer or the creator in most dynamics. 
and most of the population are consumers. I'm a consumer too. I consume knowledge, I consume information and books and articles and so on. And I also consume products. But I'm also interested in creating, contributing something. And it doesn't necessarily have to be to a whole marketplace. It can be if you're a stay-at-home mom, you're contributing something to the lives of your children, right? Or you're contributing something to your family. It's still a contribution, no matter how big or how many people it impacts. There's a contribution of some kind. But I think sometimes we undervalue how much of a contribution our creations can be to the world. And when I say the world, I mean the world around us immediately and the greater world. But if we minimize and undervalue our contribution, then we're more inclined to sit on the consumer end of the spectrum and just look for other things that are interesting that have nothing to do with our own lives. So I want to explore boredom with you because it's actually a key to fulfillment, believe it or not. I know it doesn't feel like it, but it's actually exactly what you need to be able to unlock a sense of fulfillment and inspiration in your life. Now, I want you to think about this for a moment. Boredom takes place when you're stuck between what to do, like you're thinking to yourself, what is it that I want to do? I'm not really sure. I'm a little confused. And not feeling inspired by the things that used to inspire you or create some kind of enthusiasm. So let's say you're sitting on the lounge at home. You don't really want to watch TV. You don't really want to watch the programs you typically watch. Let's say you're into doing puzzles or painting or you have been in the past. You're like, that's just not scratching the itch anymore. And you run through all the list of different things that used to actually keep you engaged. And like, none of that's working. It just doesn't do the same thing. And then on the other end of the spectrum, you're like, I don't actually know what I want to do. Being stuck between these two places creates this feeling of boredom. You're like, well, there's, there's nothing to do. And it's kind of borderline, like a teen, the stereotypical teenager. I know I did this as a teenager. These situations when I got bored or these moments that I got bored, I'd go and stand by the refrigerator with the door open, staring into a fridge filled with food, saying, there's nothing to eat. God, why is there nothing to eat? Meanwhile, I'm staring into a fridge, a refrigerated cabinet filled with food, nourishing food that would be more than enough for me for a long time. And we all do this at times. So sometimes we end up using food unconsciously as a way to keep ourselves interested or keep ourselves not bored. But that boredom's important because if you were to actually sit with it, instead of reaching out for your phone to fill in the gap of boredom, what if you just sat with it for 10 or 15 minutes and just allowed yourself to be in that boredom? Maybe you might actually start asking questions to yourself, questions that you've been avoiding asking, like, how would I like my life to look? What would actually inspire me about a life that I can create? What would I love to do with my time? You have a whole life ahead of you, a whole life ahead of you, no matter what age you are. And you can choose to spend your time however you want to. But if you're unsure of how you want to spend that time, you're going to look for all these little distractions to fill in the gaps. But while you're filling in the gaps of time, you're not actually digging into what you're inspired by 
and what lights you up and gives you life and vitality. Because the more distractions you use, the more you put off answering the questions of what would I love to do with my time? How would I love to live my life? I don't know how many people I see and it's, it's kind of tragic in all honesty when I look around and I see a whole bunch of people avoiding themselves. The reality is you as you are, not the person you want to be, but you as you are today. You're actually really interesting. I don't even know some of you, but I know that you're interesting because I haven't found a single individual that I've interacted with who I've gotten to dig deep with that I have found has been uninteresting. Every person I meet has a unique life experience and they are unique. You are unique. And it makes them interesting. There's a whole life of inspiration within them and a whole vitality within them. And I'm talking about people from young, young children who are able to converse with me all the way through to people in their 80s. There are so many interesting individuals. Everyone's actually truly interesting and inspiring. But I don't think we give ourselves enough credit in terms of unveiling who we really are because we're too busy distracting ourselves with the busyness of life or the busyness of catching up on social media or the the busyness of checking this app and that app and this app and that app and running from one appointment to the other. But if you actually stop and just allow yourself to be with yourself, who knows? Maybe the person you discover you've been hanging out with your entire life might actually be someone who's actually really interesting. A question I like to ask myself in situations like that, especially if I find myself reaching for my phone. Now, usually I'm reaching for my phone because I'm checking something or I'm trying to get some work done in between stuff. But if ever I find myself in a situation where I'm reaching for my phone and I don't necessarily need to, I pause and put my phone away and ask myself, what would I do in this situation if it was 1955? What would I do? First thing is I wouldn't be reaching into my pocket to grab a touchscreen because they weren't consumer products at the time. And secondly, there was no internet that existed. So even if I did have a touchscreen, I wouldn't be tapping into any internet. What would I be doing? I would either be reading something analog, like a book or a magazine, maybe a newspaper. I'd be having a conversation with anybody around me. Or I'd be sitting there alone with my thoughts, thinking things through, contemplating things. Now, as far as I'm concerned, those three things can actually be very fulfilling experiences, maybe more so than doing what some people call the doom scroll on social media apps and the internet. If you actually sit alone with your thoughts long enough, you get to know who you are. And yes, that's scary, but it's also equally rewarding. You are the person you spend your entire life with. So why not get to know who you are? Truly know who you are. And if you find that there are things about yourself that you don't like, well, the benefit is you happen to be tapping into a resource that me and the work that I do that helps you understand how to navigate these feelings and these judgments, how to overcome them. In fact, a little plug, grab a copy of my book, How to Do Life, from my website or from Amazon. Take that with you to appointments. Learn about yourself. Grab any of the other brilliant authors that exist that have amazing work out there. Learn about yourself. Educate yourself about who you are. And 
you're less likely to seek so many distractions because you're more likely to want to actually spend time with yourself in these moments. Now, when I say spending time with yourself is actually a nice thing, I'm not talking about building yourself up, getting overconfident or getting cocky or arrogant about who you are. I'm a hotshot, I'm the shit, like walking through the building, like everyone needs to know who you are. I mean, actually seeing yourself as a friend because most people actually struggle to be friends with themselves. I would rather you focus on mending that relationship. And some of that involves discovering who you really are. The other thing you can do is ask yourself, like, what are you actually inspired by? What lights you up? A mentor of mine, Dr. John Demartini, has a values determination process where he gets people to dig deep on their values. And what he means about values is the things that you value personally. I'm not talking about idealisms like integrity and honesty and I value wealth and money building. I'm talking about the things that you prioritize in your life, the different areas of your life that you prioritize. And when you get honest about the things that you value, it helps you get an understanding of what you're inspired by. So ask yourself, what are the things that you find yourself constantly drawn to, even if it doesn't make any sense, even if it might be trivial? What are some of the things that inspire you and intrigue you? So what would be valuable for you to do is dig deep. What are the things that inspire you? Start exploring the things that actually light you up and give you life. The more meaningful topics and the bigger topics, what kind of books you read, but also the little trivial things that you're drawn to. Because I assure you there's a common thread amongst all of those things that give you life. They kind of light you up and intrigue you for whatever reason. Now, the reason this is important, the reason why I want you to dig deep on this is because your boredom is trying to push you into asking the questions about what you're actually inspired by and what lights you up. Because when you get clear on what that is or what those various things are, you are more likely to experience zero boredom because all you will want to do is fill your time with the things that inspire you rather than get bored in between things. So get to know who you are and then start finding ways to fulfill those things that you're inspired by and go and spend time doing the things that you love. Now, I want to be clear about something because something that I see a lot, especially in the modern era, is when people uncover what they're inspired by, there's almost this immediate obligation to find a way to monetize it and make as much money as possible from it. You don't need to monetize the thing you're inspired by. Absolutely you can, and you deserve to if that's what you choose to do. There's ways to monetize the things that you're inspired by when you're being of service to people, but you don't have to. I have found people that when they've monetized what they've been inspired by, all of a sudden all this pressure comes in about making sure that it's cash flow positive and it makes them a whole lot of money. And all these imposed pressures actually start to suck the inspiration out of it because it went from doing something that they got to choose to do for the sake of doing it to now all of a sudden they've got to try and make sure that this project or this business or this service is making a whole bunch of money. That doesn't need to be the case. 
you're allowed to have things that you're inspired by that do not produce money. You can produce money from them if you want, but it doesn't have to be the case. At the bare minimum, start with what inspires you and how can you spend more time doing those things. Then if you get to a point where you actually want to turn it into something that can help generate income for you, you can look at the various ways you can provide value to other people through what you're inspired by and get paid to do so and get paid fairly. So I just want to give you that caveat because some people just put all this pressure about making money from whatever they love. And I've found that the moment you start focusing on money and you stop focusing on what you love, the money disappears and so does what you love. So two main things, focus on who you are, get an understanding of who you are, come to know yourself and then start digging deep on what inspires you. List out all the different things that have inspired you throughout your lifetime and I assure you, you will find a common thread amongst all of them. And the more you dig deep on those and the more time that you spend on actually doing those things, studying those things, educating yourself on these different areas, you will find boredom makes its way out of it, out of your life and you actually kind of wake up to a whole new sense of vitality and inspiration. Don't be afraid of boredom. It's a check engine light and it's trying to help you basically rediscover yourself. So I hope that was helpful. I hope I've given you a different perspective on boredom. Rather than trying to run from it, maybe you'll start to embrace it and the purpose it's serving in your life. So make sure you've subscribed to wherever you're watching this podcast or listening to it. So whenever a new episode comes out, it gets pushed right out to you and you get notified. On that note, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And I'll see you in the next episode. Bye.